In Friday's Sharper Point commentary, I struggled with how to tie Governor Katie Hobbs' desire to eliminate taxes on feminine products with her lack of desire to do away with rental taxes. Since some hippies called an apartment a crash pad and some feminine products are called pads, I tried, but uh, I should have listened to Jamie West, who said, just don't go there. However, the really important thing I struggled with was why Governor Hobbs vetoed a bill eliminating rental taxes at a time when inflation's kicking our heinies. And she even mentioned this in her state of the state speech. Three Arizona cities, Tucson, Mesa and Phoenix, have seen some of the highest rent increases in the nation. In her rejection letter accompanying her veto of SB 1184, she said it wasn't appropriate to talk about the millions that would have been provided to cities and towns to make up for lost rental tax revenue outside of the state budget process. But another objection she brought up, combined with something we learned from the bill's sponsor, confirmed for me what I said on Friday that the worst kind of progressive economic thinking played a part in her refusing rent relief. Hobbs said, quote, if we promise relief for renters, it's important that we're able to ensure they receive it, suggesting the savings realized by eliminating rental taxes would have just been pocketed by those evil money-grubbing landlords. However, we played multiple sound bites this morning from State Senator Steve Kaiser saying that landlords wouldn't have been able to do that. I looked it up, and he's right. SB 1184 had a requirement that by the start of next year, a property owner who would have seen the elimination of a tax on a residential rental property to reduce that tenant's rent by an amount equal to the difference. Proving Hobbs thinks it's more important to A, not even give the appearance that we've stopped punishing the wealthy, than it is to B, actually help the not-so-wealthy. Or C, she just can't read.